Now, you listen to me, young man. What you do behind the wheel of a race car has nothing to do with business. Before you could even talk, you were making noises that sounded like a car engine. We used to try to take you to the park, but you never wanted to get out of the car. And do you remember the time Rex took you out to Thunderhead and let you drive? My heart still pounds just thinking about it. I thought your father was going was going to have a stroke when he walked in the door with that crazy smile. Speed, when I watch you do some of the things that you do, I feel like I'm watching someone paint or play music. When I go to the races, I go to watch you make art, and it's beautiful and inspiring and everything that art should be, even though there are times when I have to close my eyes. But then there are other times when you just take my breath away, and it's at those moments when I feel your father's chest swell, and I know he's smiling, trying to pretend he doesn't have tears in his eyes, I just go to pieces, because I am so impossibly proud to be figuring out whether or not Lost is a good TV show. Hi, welcome to All the Best Podcasts Have Daddy Issues, a podcast about whether or not Lost is a good TV show. I'm your host, Nolan Pavlich. And I'm Emma May. And we're here to talk about Season 3, Episode 10, Trisha Tanaka is Dead. Uh, Emma, what'd you think of this episode? Um, sorry. Isn't it, isn't it exciting that we're all, all the way at Season 3, Episode 10? And we didn't have yeah, to didn't have crazy. to even think about what happened in episode nine. Yeah. Yeah, look, we're talking about Stranger in a Strange Land, folks. Um look, here's here's the disclaimer that we're gonna set, right? I have to do this podcast because I accidentally hit an old gypsy woman with my car mm-hmm. and she cursed me. And Emma, I believe, uh is being forced to do this. Um court ordered as part of a community service agreement is that right it's a judge true. makes you do this podcast okay yep. but you the listener you don't you don't have to do this you don't have to be here for this all right i'm not saying that you shouldn't listen to this podcast but i mean you don't have to watch this episode oh you can do anything yeah. else you got 40 minutes mm-hmm. go go clean your uh, your kitchen or something i don't know mm-hmm. um look this episode was not great <laughs> <laughs> that's what i'm trying to say i didn't enjoy watching this at all like i even fire and water which was our previous like worst episode i would say i there was elements of that where i enjoyed watching the episode yeah uh this just does nothing for me no it makes me like cringe like there mm-hmm. i i wish we could skip this because yeah <laughs> yeah like having the job of doing the flashbacks for this episode is rough yeah, I know, I know. You went from last week where I was jealous yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that you got to do all the Desmond ones to this week where I was, I'm like, thanking God I don't have to do the yeah. Thailand ones. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so this uh, this episode, I mean, um, I I don't even, like, I think we should say, obviously, <laughs> obviously it's offensive. Like, yeah. All of the stuff in Thailand is so... It's just, it's another case of, like, obviously the people involved writing it really didn't have um, any experience in Thai culture. Or if they did, they chose not to utilize it for writing this episode. Mm -hmm. Um, Which, this one was written by Elizabeth Elizabeth Sarnoff and Christina M. Kim, who previously have written episodes that we liked. And I have sung Elizabeth Sarnoff's praises, at least, uh, plenty of times, because she was a writer on Deadwood and... Uh, in uh, after Lost, she'll eventually become a writer and executive producer on Barry, which I think is one oh, of the yeah. best shows mm-hmm. uh, ever. But 
uh, this episode ain't it. Um, I have a conspiracy theory that I just thought of okay. right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, do we? What do we think the chances are that maybe Damon Lindelof and Carlton Hughes just slapped their name on it because they knew it was going to be bad? Ooh, that's a great point. I mean, I have to imagine it would have come up in that article, sure. right? Yeah. But yeah, I mean. Certainly, from everything we know about those two, they weren't, like, mad about any element of this. Yeah, <laughs> or, yeah. Or at least not any element in that sense of the uh, the weird uh, culture clash mm-hmm. that's going on here. Um, all right, well, I mean, yeah, let's let's just get into it. Like, the only way, the only way out of it is through it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, this episode aired February 21st, 2007, written by Elizabeth Sarnoff and Christina and Kim. Uh, directed by Paris Barclay, who uh, we have not gotten before. I mean, there's this guy has directed, I, even on his Wikipedia, it says, like, he's directed m- more TV episodes than most people. Like, he's directed over 200 episodes of various TV shows. I mean, all kinds of he's different shows. won a couple Emmys. And I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with the direction of this, so I'm not going to put anything on him here. Yeah. Um, oh, actually, can I tell you what I think... I don't think it would fix the episode, because I think there's actually, maybe we should talk about how the episode, even outside of the offensive elements of it, Mm -hmm. is also just not a good episode. Yeah. And so, here's my theory. I don't think it would fix those elements. Like, I don't think it would fix the fact that nothing really happens in this episode. Um, But I I genuinely think if, instead of Thailand, (laughs) uh, uh, Jack had gone to a, like had literally had had the exact same plot but he was in like uh miami florida it, it would yes. have worked so much better yeah like i i really do think that he's in jacksonville um, to find yeah himself. yeah exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah just uh, he needs to be or or like maybe like some small little town or something I don't yeah know. but well, um, i would actually like that like a little small town sure with a bunch of yeah. like really tight-knit people and they're like you're an outsider oh, i would love that actually and and then you don't have like the orientalism of like the like the tattoos being this like mystical thing. Right. And then it's just like one weird town that's weird about their tattoos. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, but uh, I guess the fact that they are Chinese characters means he had to go to Thailand. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, the uh, uh, the episode starts off with uh, Sawyer and Kate rowing back to the Big Island. Uh, but Kate tells him that they have to stop and that she says we have to go back and get Jack. Um, uh, Sawyer refuses saying that they can't and Carl chimes in saying that Ben would have them killed, uh, who Carl is like kind of in and out of it on the, on the boat. Mm-hmm. Um, Sawyer then calls Kate kiddo and says that Jack is on his own. Uh, just starting, I mean, uh, Kate's characterization in this episode too, not ideal, <laughs> Um, I think she's getting back to her old self, though. Like well, I'm seeing like the, hints of it. The end episode, or the end of this episode, kind of seems to imply that like she's been right all along, but it doesn't seem like it because Sawyer pretty much is correct that like like they can't go back like at all. There's nothing they can do yeah. if they go back. So yeah. like Sawyer is right. He's just weirdly condescending about it mm-hmm. and uh, aggressive to her about it. Um, back on 
I mean, what do we call these? They don't have names. The Tiny Island. Back on Tiny Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack is moved from his cell. Uh, he assumes that they're going to kill him, but Tom says that they're not. Uh, and Jack says, oh, really? Because you guys, like, will kidnap pregnant women and hang Charlie from a tree and yada, 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 do all this evil stuff. And then Tom says, hey, you see this glass house you're living in, Jack? How about I get you some stones? Uh, which, uh, doesn't mean anything. This is, I... It's like one of the, it's like you can obviously he's implying people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones, mm-hmm. um, but besides the fact that the people on the that crashed haven't done anything nearly as bad as what the others yeah. have done, like just saying how about I get you some? Uh, it's just a very weird way to phrase it. I will say this um, though, I love that line delivery. Yeah. Oh that yeah. Actors I, crushing so, it. What? What's uh, MC Ganey is his name? He's really good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just saw a thing of him. I mean, he's he's old in this show. Not old, but I mean, he's probably in his, uh, you know, 60s, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe 50s. He's got, like, the gray hair. It makes it hard to tell. Because uh, usually actors only go gray when they're in their, like, 90s. Um, but uh, I saw a picture of him recently uh, out striking with the SGA. Oh, nice. Like, looking just old as hell and with a cane. and But he's still out there doing it. So that's cool. Awesome. Out on the picket lines. Yeah. Um. Which, by the way, we uh, now that the strike is over, we we can of course talk about our ongoing projects. So, Emma, did you wanna did you wanna bring up maybe promote some of the stuff you're involved in? Yeah, um, you go first. Okay, yeah, sure. So, I'm going to be directing Oppenheimer two, and I'm pretty nice. pretty proud to talk about it. Um, it's it's really it's it's going over the kind of more exciting part of his life after all the stuff in the first movie. Um, so yeah, uh, no. <laughs> so uh, yeah, Jack is handcuffed, brought out of a cell, and as he's going out, they, he sees Juliet being brought in, um, which I don't a hundred percent know why they are doing this swap. I guess because they don't want Juliet to go through the indignity of being in a cage, mm-hmm. um, uh, or who knows? Who knows why they do anything that they do? Yeah, and then I believe. Uh, at this point in the episode, I blacked out for about a minute and a half. So, Emma, do you want to tell me what happened? Yeah, I'll fill you in. I'll, I'll okay, uh, fill in that gap for you. Um, uh-huh. Our first flashback uh, opens up on a beautiful beach. And mm-hmm. Jack is in a hut on it. Mm-hmm. This even pissed me off. It's like so mundane, but he's just staying in a hut. It's the yeah. only hut on the entire beach. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's just chilling. I mean, <laughs> obviously, it's it's probably filmed about four feet from yeah. where they normally film. So, like, yes. just, they just built a hut right there. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, just everything about Jack gets on my nerves this episode. Um, clearly, yes. uh, mm-hmm. when he leaves the little bungalow, uh, a kid runs up to sell him soda, and the only English that he can say is "Doctor Jack." Which is kind of funny to me because that means that Jack taught the kid to say yeah. that. <laughs> so yeah. So what happened was he's the kid's like, "What's your name?" Or they they worked that out, and then he says Jack. Then the kid says Mister Jack, and he goes, "No, I'm a doctor." Doctor Jack. So I guess I guess we know now for a fact that Jack is one of those people. Yep. <laughs> um, he buys a couple of sodas from the kid, and he gives them mm-hmm. ten dollars. 
and then goes to the beach to try and put together a kite. And for yeah. somebody who performs spinal surgery, this is so embarrassing for him that he is not yeah. being like he's just but looking he's, at it like, what is this machine? This contraption? Yeah, but he's he's too dumb to put together a kite. <laughs> Look, am, what am I also too dumb to put together a kite? Yeah, yeah, but I I'm not a doctor. Yeah, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's why. I, that's why I. I uh, uh, I don't even attempt to put together. Yeah, things. I would so, never and, but Jack try. Jack is hubris. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the locals comes over to help him, and I'll just say this: you know, like she's dressed for the beach. <laughs> yes. Yep. Um, yeah. Her outfit is like straight out of a Von Dutch catalog from the mid two thousands. Remember Von Dutch for sure. Yes. Um, he looks like she walked off the set of Rock of Love and then right onto the set of Lost. Right. Like, yeah, at exactly. one point, she, like, bends over a little bit. And I'm, like, I thought I maybe saw, like, a little nips. Like, it's sure so yeah, it insane. Is, yeah. It is that kind of outfit that you would need glue for. Yes. For sure. Yes. Um, yeah, insane. And she's wearing... She's also... I, when she comes over, like she's hold, she doesn't have her, her uh, not heels, whatever. I guess heels. I don't know. What she doesn't have her shoes on, but she has them buried in the sand. Yeah. So she like picks them out because obviously she can't walk in them. But I mean, yeah, altogether uh, baffling. It doesn't make any sense. It, it unless she was like left for dead on that beach and she like just woke up. It doesn't make any sense that she'd be there. Yeah. It, yeah. It. Okay. So just completely like where did this come from and mm -hmm. they put the kite together and start flying it and she's like touching him and they're like holding hands kind of at one point and flying I mean, it together it's... i literally just wrote down <laughs> this is bizarre in my notes because I, I like the tone of this is so different from anything else that's in loss yeah and it also isn't it, it just is very weird maybe i do maybe i am blaming the director here i don't know yeah this, it, it's very odd it's so strange. And they're like flying the kite together. The music is, mm -hmm. it's so bizarre. Yes, bizarre is the right word for that. Um, yeah. He thanks her. And then she reveals that she can speak English and introduces yeah, herself she just as Chara. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I think it, what disturbs me the most about this scene is how sexual it was before they even exchanged words. Like, Jack mm. is a sex tourist. He's a sex tourist. Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess that's the other thing we should say, right? Like, the implications of a single guy going to Thailand on vacation and just kind of chilling there. Yeah. Um, are typically just sex tours. <laughs> yeah. Altogether, I mean, this is just horrendous. It's so... Starting off. Yeah. Yep. Starting off real bad. Yep. Not great. It did, like, it even, it makes you forget how unnatural it is to see somebody laughing while they're flying a kite. Like, yeah. even if you were, like, out there, like, even if I took my nephew out to the park right now, he's six, and we went and put together a kite, and we were, like, flying it together, he, neither of us would be, like, laughing the whole no. time. That's insane. No. <laughs> You'd be like, all right, sweet. We got the kite to work. The lake by our house, people go fly kites there, and they're concentrating. Mm. They're like... Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> Make sure the like, lake stays up. Yeah, because at any moment, it's going to either get away from you or, like, fall apart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, that's true. 
He should be just as concentrated as he is in his surgeries. Yes. Um. All right. Mercifully, that scene ends, and <laughs> we are brought back to the island. Uh, Jack is put in Sawyer's old cage. Uh, Tom brings him some lunch, and Jack makes a little crack about how um, normally uh, Juliet grills it for him. I guess the implication being that they brought Jack just a cheese sandwich. Um, That's disgusting. Which, okay, well, I was about to say I've been poor enough to where I've needed to just slap together a cheese sandwich every now and then. Uh, and it's not great. You're correct. <laughs> it's not a good sandwich. There's a reason people grill it. Um, uh, Tom tells Jack about the sheriff, uh, which I don't know. She, it, it's a weird way to describe her because she does not have sheriff vibes. No. Um, we'll get to her, so I guess I won't bring anything else up now. Um, but he says that Juliet is in trouble. Uh, Tom tries to ask Jack about Sawyer and Kate, but Jack just kind of shuts him down. Uh, Kate wants to circle around the island um as they're paddling uh but sawyer wants to go ashore and again this is something where it's like um sawyer is right like (laughs) they definitely can't just like circle around the entire island Mm -hmm. like despite besides the fact that uh the others have like boats which they didn't even bring up but like the others have like actual boats not like boats that you have to paddle Mm -hmm. so like they could very easily pick them up in the however long the journey is. Um, uh, but yeah, the, the the Kate is wrong energy is very weird here. Um, and the next day, uh, or no, I guess that night, um, Kate is cold to Sawyer at camp as they have like a little campfire and Sawyer tries to offer some fruit. And Carl wakes up and says that they should get along. Um, Kate questions him and he says that uh they don't live on that second smaller island they just work there uh they mostly live on the big one and she asks about the kids that they kidnap and carl says that they give the kids a better life and when (laughs) when kate asks a better life than what he says than yours uh which is fair that is she has been living in a cage for a while yeah also their fault but you know who's who's keeping track um I do really. I this actually is maybe my favorite moment of the whole episode. Um, is that Jack hits the polar bear button twice and then just doesn't hit it again and doesn't mess with it anymore. So like where Sawyer couldn't leave it alone, yeah. Jack just is completely uninterested in it. I thought that was a pretty good little mm-hmm. uh, uh, comparison there. Uh, Juliet uh, comes out to bring Jack a picture of Ben's stitches, uh, showing that he's his uh, stitches have been infected. And she asks him to help Ben uh, for her. Uh, she's in trouble for killing Pickett. And Jack uh, refuses to help. Um, I'm not 100% sure why. Like, it feels to me like if Ben died, the others for sure would not be honoring his agreement to let Jack yeah. go. Which maybe Jack doesn't care and he's cool with Ben dying. But it uh, seems odd how obstinate Jack is at first in this. Well, I think it's like... And I think this is like an awkward way that they did it. But Juliet won't tell Jack who died. So I wonder if he's like, oh, is it one of, I don't know. That's kind of like the vibe I was getting. But that wouldn't make, I don't know. It's awkward. It didn't land very well. Whatever's Mm -hmm. going on there. Yeah. (laughs) Um, 
Yeah, then we get our second flashback. Uh, mm-hmm. Jack and Achara are at a restaurant, and the waiter, who is Achara's brother, drops off a special dish for Jack. It looks like it's yeah. like just like a vegetarian meal. Yeah. It didn't... But also, there's a point, I mean, I could be wrong, but it looks like there's a point where he literally is eating a stick. Yeah, it does. Um, like, yeah. it looks like there's, a, like, a just, like, a little branch. Yeah. Which, maybe that's good. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, uh, um, Thai cuisine, I suppose, that well. Yeah. But they are, he uh, calls them brave, and they, like, watch him eat the food. Um, and she asks why he doesn't know how to fly a kite, and Jack says that he never learned because... His dad was never around and starts to talk about his dad. And she tells him she has no interest in his father. And some things are personal. But then she immediately asks him if he's in Phuket to find himself. I'd be so afraid to answer any question that she asked me. It's like, yeah, how could you go from like a question right. like that, get kind of a deep answer to be like, well, are you look, are you trying to find yourself? Like, I don't know. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it was confusing. Um, yeah. But before he can really answer, a local gives Achara an envelope of money and bows to her. And she puts it in her purse and tells Jack that she has a gift. And Jack says, oh, it must be one hell of a gift. Yeah. Um, which, I, I mean... I, it doesn't uh, doesn't really come up, but I think it's like implied that he thinks she's a yes. prostitute. Yes. Um, which I mean, I guess if I was on a date with someone and then someone up came up, someone else came up and just gave him an envelope full of money, it would for sure be drug dealer or prostitute would be my two guesses. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, maybe I don't know, um, but. Again, he's on at least a month-long vacation in Thailand, so he's cool with that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, back yeah, on that's the, the other thing, too. I'm sorry. But, like, yeah. he's just, he's like, oh, must be one hell of a gift. And then they, like, proceed to have this relationship. For, like, it's just, it's yeah. so nasty to me. Like, they're kind of, like, skirting around, like... Oh, is she a prostitute yeah. with a and Jack is dating this this prostitute, which like whatever, but it's I don't know, the whole thing just feels so icky to me. Right. Um Well it it's the weird way that they dance around it. Yeah. <laughs> like they're I guess they just don't want to talk about that on uh ABC television. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, back on the island, the sheriff comes up and starts talking to Jack about his tattoos. Uh, she is extremely smug about being able to translate it. Like, she clearly thinks it's like a tattoo that he got in college and he doesn't know what they mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and he kind of has to say like, no, no, I know what they mean. Um, Wasn't the, that a uh, big trend, though, in like the mid-2000s of people getting... Yeah, for like, sure. Yeah. Yeah, you get you get the the Chinese character for like Best Buy date or whatever, and so yeah. uh, Infinite Love or whatever right. you wanted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. She asked Jack to come along for some questions, and they pass Alex on the way, and Isabel tells Alex to go check on her father. Um. 
they uh, they go to like a little office, and Isabel asks Jack uh, if uh, Juliet asked him to kill Ben because Tom said that um, Jack had said that, uh, and Jack covers for her. Um, which, like, you know, I mean, I know it's TV, and you can't, the, they want to give some characterization here, because they only have 40 minutes, but, like, Jack is so obviously lying, and Juliet is obviously so relieved when he lies, that it's like, what is the point of this? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, like, Juliet might as well just say few out loud. Yeah, right. Might as well just go like, oh boy. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) start dabbing at sweat on her forehead Mm -hmm. or something. Um... But yeah, Isabel, the sheriff, um, she doesn't have sheriff vibes at all. Um, she's, like, very cold and calm and, um, like, collected. She doesn't look like she has a hair out of place. And she dresses, um, like she's, she has, she has, like, those weird jackets that have no collar and then a turtleneck. It's just an odd fashion choice. She looks insane. She, um she looks it, like one of the like boring people in the hunger games or something or like sure the, yes exactly 100 percent. yeah 100 percent. yeah she looks like she's from some like weird futuristic thing yeah uh it's very odd um i don't and, and like i don't know um uh the actress that plays her is diana uh what's her name diana um scarwood Mm-hmm. Yeah, Scarwood. And she's she's been in a lot of stuff. She has not won, but she got nominated for an Academy Award for no. Best Supporting Actress for Inside Moves, which is a Richard Donner movie that I've uh, never seen. Mm. Um, but uh, she hasn't been in uh, too much that I've seen, I think. So. Uh, if, I, if there's going to be a sheriff in town, that sheriff mm-hmm. better be rootin' tootin'. Yeah, they better be rude tootin', for mm-hmm. sure. And the town had better be just big enough for them. And that's <laughs> yes. it. Yes. <laughs> and ideally, they are played by Timothy Oliphant. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Uh, but Timothy must have been busy. I Yeah, I the um, uh, he, he would be perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe it would be too much to have the sheriff come in while he's also playing the sheriff on Deadwood. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Isabel asks Jack why he's lying and asks, and Jack just says, can I go back to my cage now? Which is a pretty good, like, um, passive-aggressive line, so fair enough. Uh, in the next flashback, they just progressively get worse. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to talk about but it. But I have to talk about it. you're obligated to, to bring this up. My Look, parole officer listens to this. <laughs> they're st- standing in the corner right now, pointing at your notes. Um, here's what I want to say, just starting off with this scene. Lost is a show that has, it has a lot of fan service, right? In terms of, like, a lot of people, you know, strip down to go for a swim. Or, you know, I guess you could argue, like, forcing Kate to shower and that kind of stuff. Although, mm-hmm. knowing the context of that makes it less sexy. Um, but it doesn't... It doesn't have, like, a ton... There's not a ton of sex scenes on the show. Like, the first on-island one was Anna Lucia and Sawyer, mm-hmm. right? Like, and otherwise they're mostly implied. Um, this is the least sexy 
sex oh, scene that yeah. they've had on the show by far. These, like, you know, it, I don't want to put anything on the actress. Um, I think she does exactly what they want her to do. Yeah. Uh, her and Matthew Shepard have no chemistry. No chemistry. At all. And it's, it's painful. Yeah. Oh, my God. If they had even better chemistry, maybe that would make this episode less creepy and gross. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, so we open up to we're inside Jack's bungalow and he is in a bed that's like covered by mosquito netting and he hears mm-hmm. someone come in and it turns out to be Achara who gets back into bed with him and she says that she went for a swim in the ocean and he asked oh to wash the day off of you and okay, it's just but like hold on that's not the first creepy thing he says because when she kisses him he says taste salty yeah that's true <laughs> that's true um God, she should have slapped him right there yes <laughs> i <laughs> so uh-huh. he's just being like so weirdly passive aggressive to her like yeah. i she asked him if there's something he wants to know about her um and he says no but i mean the two of them have been sleeping together for like a month now and this is just so like jack to like get worked up and and not say a single thing about it until you're at your absolute boiling point yes Yeah. yeah um so he he says that it would be nice to know something about her and this like really upsets Achara, and she says that there are things Jack could never understand. Mm-hmm. And Jack asks her if it's about her gift, and she says yes. And then they roll off the bed together, and she tells him that if he's having fun with her, then he should stop asking questions, and they have a weird sex scene together. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, I mean. Uh... It, I don't know, the the whole thing. I I mean, what this Jack or what this what this what this episode does do is like highlight how much of a damn freak Jack is. Yeah, yeah. So I guess for like that, like between this and then the the last flashback episode we got with him was, I believe, the one where he thought Sarah and his father were sleeping. Yes, together. yeah. So like, I think that they, are, I think what they're trying to do is, um kind of uh like show you like hey jack is not like this 100 percent good guy hero or whatever mm-hmm. uh which is fine and maybe they're right to go this like insanely in the opposite direction or whatever because like you know if you look at like i, I think on the air at the same time as the show right now is the sopranos and there are still people because the sopranos is so nuanced in how it shows you what an absolute like monster Tony Soprano is mm-hmm. that like there are still people who watch the show and be like yeah Tony Soprano is cool as hell man yeah Dude, if I was Tony Soprano I would have I would have whacked that guy right there you know what I mean like there's uh um there's a huge contingent of people that watch the show that were just like yeah this guy's cool as hell so like I can mm-hmm. maybe see that like hey you have to give this guy like some real bad stuff to do before people understand that he's like not supposed to be like a role model but um it should have maybe been layered in better. <laughs> like it just it goes it swings so wildly from uh Jack being like the uh I mean even in this episode. I don't know. Just, uh, just like yeah, I completely agree with you. And just as like a storytelling device, like 
I almost wish that like Bacharo would have been a prostitute. Like he sure. like just to illustrate like how uh I mean psycho his, he is. How psycho he is but also like his relationship with women has been kind of transactional. Like he gets so yeah. mad at Kate and like what we see um, with his divorce where he's telling his wife, like, you can have the car, you can have the house, just tell me who yeah. he is. Like, he's just really transactional with women. And I think that would have been a better storytelling. But to your point. Oh, that's a great point. Like you said earlier, though, like it's ABC. Like. Yeah. Yeah. They never yeah, actually, able to do that. maybe it's 100% possible that it started out as that and then they couldn't do that. Yeah. Um, And then they decided to to give us the, the tattoo artist thing. Mm-hmm. This scene is one that, like, in the context of the episode, it doesn't work. But I do, I like it for how, like, kind of weird it is. Jack wakes up in his cell and there's, like, a bunch of people staring at him. And they're basically all dressed like tourists. Like, they're all dressed in, like, khakis and, like, bright colored button downs. And, like, they're clearly not the, like, grungy tank top wearing, like... Uh, filth monsters or whatever you assume the others are um uh and as jack is looking at all these people cindy walks up and talks to him she was of course the uh flight attendant or as jack says in this episode stewardess which i believe is the thing that he should be canceled for most in this episode (laughs) is saying stewardess um uh jack says wait weren't you captured and she says well it's not that simple and then uh, the little girl, who I believe was named Emma, um, mm-hmm. comes up and uh, whispers a question in her ear. And Cindy says, oh, she wants to know how Anna Lucia is doing. And this makes Jack furious, which I gotta say, I maybe could have toned it down a little. This is That's a weird thing to get mad about. Yeah. Although maybe he's assuming that they're playing mind games with him here. Like, uh, I don't know. But um, he shouts at them like, you know whatever you're here to watch, go watch it. And they all walk away. We see the little boy again, holding the teddy bear with the girl. Um, so at least this is confirmation that the others don't like kill and eat the children yeah, that they kidnap. Right. Other than that, doesn't really give us any information. Mm-hmm. Kate wakes up at the camp the next day and realizes that Carl is gone. So she wakes up Sawyer. They go looking for him in the jungle. And uh, as they're approaching him, they hear him crying by himself uh sawyer says all right i'll go talk to him and katie is clearly like i don't think that you should be doing this sawyer so she's Mm -hmm. like no i'll go do this and he's like no boys only and i I think to his credit sawyer does uh a pretty decent job uh in this he gives you know he goes up the first thing he does is he punches carl and tells him to cowboy up uh and carl punches him back because of course this is how uh how men, men talk. exchange uh feelings <laughs> it has to start with physical violence or it's simply not a real conversation um uh he gives a kind of cute little speech about how like oh i've been with well first I, I guess it's a brag actually he's he starts saying like yeah i've had a lot of sex carl sometimes it's uh with uh you know people you don't care about sometimes it's with people you do sometimes it's with um uh sometimes you find a girl worth naming dumb stars over which was a reference to carl saying that he and alex named a, a star uh what was it um it was like ursa, ursa theodore yeah it, for teddy bear mm-hmm. um uh but he tells carl that 
uh, Carl needs to go back to wherever it is that they live um, to go get Alex back. And Carl says, well, they'll kill me if I do that. And he says, yeah, won't it? that'll be worth it though, right? Which, I don't know. This, this to me is like a very weird scene because it doesn't make any sense, this advice. Like the thing that would make more sense would be Carl coming back with them and then them trying to get Alex back uh, with other people. Um, or Carl just not living out in the wilderness on his own. Like, I just don't... I, I don't 100% get why Sawyer sends him off. This is how I interpreted it. I think mm-hmm. Sawyer sees him as, like, a liability. And it's like, Probably. you go away. Yeah. You go away, it's me and Kate, bye-bye. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, And I think in a meta sense, they kind of just... They don't want to have Carl there to answer questions. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, they really... When, when Kate's like, you know, you take the children and he's like, yeah, to give them a better life. Kate's next question should be, okay, but what does that like mean in like yeah. an actual sense? Like, tell me about this. But of course, Lost doesn't want to give you any answers. Um, so we're not going to talk about that. So goodbye, Carl. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, Alex takes uh, out, she throws a rock at the camera that's on Jack's cage. Uh, saying that now he can answer honestly, and she asks Jack why he saved Ben. Um, Jack asks her about Juliet, uh, and she says that Juliet is about to get her verdict read, and um, they're very strict about killing one of their own. Uh, um, And finally she asks Jack, and Jack says, well, I saved Ben because I said I would, which is not a real answer, and if I was Alex, I would be mad about that, but she Mm -hmm. doesn't doesn't seem too upset. Jack asks her if Ben is still in charge, and she says that he is, so he uh, he gets her to help him out of the cage. And Jack busts into the OR just as Ben is about to be injected with something. I do like that he... he so he... The line is just, I wouldn't do that if I were you, um, which mm-hmm. implies that, like, the person is about to make, make a mistake. Mm-hmm. But then it's never... They don't follow up on that at all. So it's really just Jack, like, having a good entrance line. Um... Like, it's just penicillin, right? Like, there's nothing else. Yeah, could... presumably. Right, yeah. There's What else is it going to be? He's putting ammonia in, into uh, Ben's back, I guess. I don't know. Um, Jack says, wow, you know, I'd be a lot more impressed with you guys if you had a surgeon. And then Ben says, oh, we did have a surgeon. He was a great one. His name was Ethan. Um, and I guess this is supposed to be, like, some kind of irony. But, like, I think the obvious question is when the plane broke apart into two pieces and you sent Ethan and Goodwin, why would you send your yeah. surgeon it's to not, go to... That's insane. It's not the gotcha that Ben thinks. Yeah. Like, you're <laughs> yeah. the dumbass that sent your doctor. Yeah. You sent your doctor people. on a one-man mission mm-hmm. um, to kidnap somebody. Uh, Jack tells Ben that he needs a doctor to care for him and he needs he's going to need uh, constant care and attention and uh, he's willing to do it if Ben stops Juliet's execution. Uh, ben tells Jack that, like, no matter whatever she tells you, Juliet's one of us. She doesn't really care about you. Uh, but he still, uh, because he can't go there, writes a note for Isabel. Mm-hmm. Uh, then we get the next flashback, the worst flashback mm-hmm. um, of all of them. I, I do want to give one compliment to this flashback, though, which sure. is that the set design is fantastic. It's so cool. It, it it looks cool. I mean, it looks very Blade Runner. Yeah. And there's actually there's some good there's a good comparison to Blade Runner and 
uh, the way um, a man treats a woman in this. So I, mm-hmm. uh, maybe I guess that makes sense. But mm-hmm. uh, it's very like uh, neon and uh, kind of like kind of raining, but not really. I don't know. It looks cool. Yeah, I thought it was really cool. Um, mm-hmm. So I think uh, it's kind of like this kind of like tame red light district, I guess. That sure. They're, yeah, it's a pink light in. district. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jack is spying on Achara from afar and drinking from a paper bag. Mm-hmm. Um, and he follows her through a back alley to a room lit with a million candles. Mm-hmm. I thought that was so cool. I thought the room itself was like really cool. It looks too. good. Yeah. yeah. The set design is really good in this scene. Yeah. Um, and Achara confronts him and, uh, he asks like, what is going on? What all this is? And she says that this is where she works and that he shouldn't be there. Um, it's a tattoo parlor and he asks her if this is a gift that she's been hiding. Um, you know, why is being a tattoo artist such a big secret? And Achara says that she's not a tattoo artist. She can see who people really are. And her work isn't a decoration. It's a definition. Um, so she sees who people are and then she marks them. And Jack asks her who he is and demands that she mark him. And this is where it gets like full, like very, very cringy. Like who yeah. is this person even? Like she protests because she's not allowed to mark outsiders and he is so upset with her about this and it like kind of comes out of thin air like i don't understand how it escalates like is he just drunk and like i think so a little bit right like they have the they have him drinking out of that paper bag for a reason Mm -hmm. for sure um but yeah the uh i i mean yeah it doesn't and maybe it's just like some misplaced like this is all of his anger about like her not telling him anything and now he's i don't know I mean, that's a generous read. It does just feel like he comes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and he ends up slamming her against the wall and asking mm-hmm. her who he is. And like, it's getting violent. Like, at this point, it's assault. And yeah. he asks her who he is. And she says that he is a leader and a great man. But this makes you lonely and frightened and angry. And Jack is sweating so much in this scene. <laughs> and he... <laughs> Soaks up what she says and then demands that we tattoo him. And she's crying and she's shaking and tells him that it's against her people. Um, he can't do this or there will be consequences. And he takes off his nasty shirt that he mm-hmm. has been sweating in just so yeah, much. Is this the only shirt that we see him wear? <laughs> yes, actually. So. And like it's canonically, gross. they say you've been here for a month. So it seems yeah. like he probably should have bought a second one. I mean, at this point, point, come on. Um, And he just takes off his shirt and she picks up the needle and there's like no sterilization, whatever. Like she she does it. And I say good for her. Yeah, she's probably hoping that (laughs) he loses his arm at some point. Yes. We hope that he gets a gross infection out of it. But yeah, yeah, so he forces her to give him a tattoo and it's very uncomfortable and strange and... I mean, I don't just know. on its face, it's uncomfortable. I think kind of even one of the reasons it feels so much worse than 
it should too is i think what we've been talking about where it's like she is she has she there's definitely like an air because they were trying to misdirect you or whatever with her maybe being a prostitute that for him to like now force her to do her job it gives yeah. off sexual assault vibes yeah right like it, so. it, it it's i don't know it's just horrendous i mean realistically on any other show i would say there's the character isn't coming back from this, right? Right. But part of the reason that I think that it almost feels like it doesn't matter is that, like, even in the rest of this episode, it doesn't feel like this is Jack's character, right? Like, right. Jack is a freak on the island, but, like, the the flashbacks are so disconnected from what's happening on the island this episode, too, that it just, it, it just feels weird. It just feels like something's off. Yeah, 100%. And I think... Another thing that, like, I just want to call out um, mm-hmm. is I was doing, like, a little bit of reading about this episode and, like, why it was so kind of universally hated mm-hmm. among Lost fans. I mean, pretty obvious why, but just wanted to, like, learn a little bit more about the reception. And people right. don't mention the the sexual kind of undertones and, like, sexual assault that's kind of implied Mm-hmm. at all like that's not the reason this is so disliked and for me like that yeah. is like number one you know like fans yeah. are upset like oh it's it's answering questions that like i don't really care about or yeah. um you know this is just a filler episode and i think that's like such a disservice to what we're actually seeing from jack like yeah. i'm sure this will never come up again <laughs> you know like right i, no. I don't know just kind of disappointed, but kind of also feeds into that just the showrunners and kind of like the the ickiness from that too. I don't, but I think mm-hmm. this episode is more of like a sign of the times where people, this part and this scene wasn't the tipping point for people. It was the story, you know, and I think times right. have changed. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the idea that you would be most upset in this episode by, like, the fact that they didn't really answer questions is crazy. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever they're... I mean, it it also just... I, I think... Yeah, I think you're right in the terms of it being, like, a sign of the times thing. Which, not to excuse anything, but this right. is probably when you say no means no, you're using it to refer to, like, being peer pressured into drugs. Mm-hmm. Not anything involvement. Like, it, it, it's... Um, I don't know. It's a... Yeah, it sucks. (laughs) It's bad. Mm -hmm. Didn't enjoy watching it at all. Yeah. But uh, as all things do, that scene ends. Mm -hmm. And uh, (laughs) we get to now... Alex and Jack on the island are running. They get to the trial. And they're able to get the note to Isabel, who reads it and says that Ben took execution off the table, but ordered uh, Juliet to be marked. Um, and we get a, we get a couple shots actually of like Juliet clearly looking out the door, looking very hopeful that Jack has like come in and with some 11th hour thing to save her, which he does technically. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. One final flashback. Um, so Jack leaves his little bungalow. He's starting out his day like yeah. regular with his kite. And yeah, he's got the kite with him too, which I guess means that he's been flying the kite a lot. Yeah. This seems like one of those so things funny. that would maybe get old after a little bit, but not, not yeah. maybe not. This was pre uh like smartphone, so it's true. Um he would have been playing Candy Crush. 
Yeah, for sure. <laughs> on the, on beach. the beach in Thailand. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he sees the the kid who sells soda, and he calls to him, but the kid runs away. Mm-hmm. And then he turns around and he see he sees four guys walking towards him, and one of them is a Char's brother. And Jack's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, hey, bro, what's up? I know, I'm your he's... sister's good friend." And, and the fact that he buddy. doesn't think anything's wrong at I all know. is is honestly maybe even like a good characterization. <laughs> like it at least is like shows like, oh yeah, Jack like doesn't even think about the fact that he hurt her or went right. against their, you know, whatever the. The, like, my people won't let me do this to mm-hmm. outsiders thing, like. And she even tell like, one of the last things in that last flashback, flashback is her saying there will be consequences. <laughs> yeah. And then Jack saying, well, there always are. And now he's yeah. just like, ah. like, yeah. I don't know. It's so. Uh, uh, yeah, but it, this is cathartic, I will say. It, <laughs> it, it is, yeah. Bit, yeah. It is, yeah. So he is beat up. Um, yeah. And they really beat him up too. I yep, was kind of surprised that ABC mm-hmm. even let it go that long, but yeah. cathartic, yeah. Um, and they tell him to leave the country, and then kind of the last scene for the flashbacks is Achara watching in the distance. And she's crying, and then she mm-hmm. walks away with her brother. Yeah, um, and then presumably he does leave the country. So I guess in this instance, violence was the answer. Yeah, Emma, sometimes have you, it is. Have you ever been beaten up by like six people at once? No. Just pushed on the ground and kicked in the stomach and face a bunch? No? I that's good. can't say that I have. Have you known? Yeah. No, me. I have definitely mm-hmm. not. Okay. So I'm a people pleaser. You know, I would mm-hmm. never get in that situation, I think. Um, um, but that's cool. Neither of us have. That's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess Jack for sure has. Mm-hmm. And maybe has even deserved it for other things that he's done on this show. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Uh,. <laughs> Um, back in the present, uh, Juliet brings Jack his lunch, and this time, it is grilled, guys. Don't worry. It's a grilled cheese sandwich. Um, he makes her show the mark that they gave her, and it's gnarly looking. It's like an actual, like, brand that they Mm -hmm. put in, like, the base of her spine. Um, uh, he has her break off some aloe so that he can put it on. And she asks why he helped, and Jack says so that they can make sure that Ben keeps his word, because Ben told her that he was going to get her off the island, and he told that same thing to Jack. Uh, and uh, Juliet lets him know that they're leaving to go back to the big island. Uh, meanwhile, tells Kate that he let Carl go, and Kate is angry, uh, as she has been basically this entire episode. Uh, Sawyer says that she's guilty, but... Um, Kate says, I'm not guilty about leaving Jack. And he says, no, you're guilty about essentially uh, having slept with me because you thought I was going to be uh, killed. <laughs> and um, which is maybe true. I mean, I that I kind of wish that had been explored better. Like it would, mm-hmm. it, it, it's weirdly, I don't know. It feels like it shouldn't have been the C plot in an episode. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, the others are preparing to go back. Um, Isabel reads Jack's tattoos as he walks amongst us, but is not one of us and says, oh, so that's what your tattoos say. And Jack says, well, that's what they say, but it's not what they mean. This to me is the worst part of the episode. I mean, obviously all that stuff we said about that being very similar to sexual assault, uh, probably Mm -hmm. puts that as worst part, but this is so strange because it implies that like, there's some other meaning to the tattoos that like. Jack is holding on to to like smugly hold over her head, but like 
whatever that other meaning is that would also be bad like those yeah. tattoos aren't a good thing like right where is where is jack finding this like confidence to be like oh no no you don't understand like just very odd and i mm-hmm. do want to point out that what they actually say um is uh the eagles fly upon the sky which is a a poem written by uh chairman mao um really so yeah very very odd thing for matthew shepard to have tattooed on okay. his shoulder uh, and then all the other stuff is, uh, also his tattoo as well, but doesn't really have, like, meaning. Um, well, I mean, meaning for the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, who knows? Maybe we'll get another episode about Jack's big five that mm-hmm. was just there because Matthew Fox was on the show Party of Five. Um, uh, yeah. It's, uh, but again, like I said, I think that's a very weird kind of, like, ending zinger or whatever. It would make, it would make sense if the flashbacks had been not the absolute worst i guess yeah yeah um here's one thing i want to add to okay is they had a really great opportunity to write a story that was like parallel to juliet's experience of like being branded yes and for sure i I don't think that they explored that at all oh they yeah you know, like, I would have loved to see something like that, too. I just, I think that there were so many opportunities for this to be not a train wreck. And yeah. yeah, that's actually true. Flipping it so that Jack got the tattoos against his will instead of forcing her to give them mm-hmm. would have been, like, a really good parallel to Juliet and more, much more interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a great point. Um. I will say the montage that ends this episode is good just because the music is really good for it. Uh, Michael Giacchino basically kills it, of course, at all times, as we know. Um, So, yeah. Uh, But we get a little montage of Sawyer and Kate walking through the jungle. um, Carl looking up at the sky and then Alex looking up at that same sky. Very romantic. Uh, Jack and Juliet on the boat. Uh, which I guess the others have like a straight up ferry that they take across to the mm. big island. So that's cool. Um, and uh, yeah, that's the end of the episode. Now, Emma, do you want to guess where this one ranked at out of 121 on IMDb? Is it 121? Uh, don't be ridiculous, Emma. Come on, grow up. It's 120. Um, oh my which, God. And I say that knowing that when we did Fire and Water, we actually had the exact same exchange, which is where you guessed is fire and water at 121 and i said no grow up it's at 120 and that is because the imdb ratings have changed a little bit so they've actually flip-flopped so originally when we did fire and water stranger in a strange land was the lowest rated episode and um ever since then they have switched this one to me is markedly worse than fire and water there was at least elements of fire and water that i didn't hate i Mm -hmm. there was not an element of this that i was like this is good. Yeah. <laughs> so I, yeah. I don't know. When, like um, the only compliment you can give is, well, the set design was good. Yes. Yeah, exactly. No. <laughs> this is very rarely that I end up having to, to pull that up. Mm-hmm. Um, although, I mean, it was really, it, it was, was really like good. genuinely good for this. So that's what makes it tough. But yeah. Um, next week, we get to talk about a different episode. Aren't you excited? I'm very excited. I'm really yeah. looking forward to next week. <laughs> yeah. So next week is... Uh, Trisha Tanaka is dead, which is a Hurley episode. Um, so yeah, uh, until then, you can... And look, 
please give us a rating. Don't let the quality of the episode yeah. that you had to watch for this reflect um, your rating. Uh, Emma, how many stars would you uh, say that uh, they should be giving us for these ratings? It was tough subject matter this episode, <laughs> but like five stars. Yeah, if you think about it, we deserve five stars because we, we had to watch this for you guys. We had to take notes on this, so think about that. Mm-hmm. And that is, of course, one star for um, uh, every uh, tattoo Jack has on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Uh, this uh, you can uh, follow us on on Twitter at all the best pods. You can email us all the best podcasts at gmail.com. Uh, and until next week, uh, get lost. Get lost. <laughs>